We are back. It's NFL Week 8. I've got the Shark Lab with me, the the author of Winning the Million Dollar Game, Secrets of the DraftKings Million Maker, available on Amazon, my man, Burns. And we're taking a look at NFL Week 8 quarterbacks, wide receivers, all the positions, and just plays that are going to help us take down the Millie this week. What's going on, Burns? Hey, not too much. Uh, I think this is going to be a pretty good slate. Had a good slate last week. Um, to be quite honest with you, I am a little still uh, miffed by it. My lineup that was placed 179 in the Millie had I not had Aaron Jones in it. And it was, it, this was a DS generated lineup. Had it not had Aaron Jones and it just had Jameer Gibbs in it, I would be 100K richer right now or just, 1 million that, richer. That's always how it goes. Last week was crazy because, um, you know, I, I'm not going to say it was crazy. Last week actually kind of went almost chalk, right? The expensive mm -hmm. quarterbacks paid off. We tried a lot, though, with inexpensive quarterbacks. We talked about a lot of them. And, you know, I've talked a lot about how if you can hit with one of the lower cost guys, it actually leverages you greater than what these high cost guys can do unless they score like 40, which Mahomes right. and Lamar Jackson did last week. And our setup this week is exactly the same. Um, what was funny, Burns, was of all of the cheap garbage shit stack quarterbacks that I tried, and I tried a lot of them, <laughs> the one guy who I was like, nah, that's not going to work was Godner Minshew. I yeah. did not have any of that. <laughs> and of course, I guess it was, was probably I guess it was probably because Cleveland was on the road. Um, so that could be something in the future that we take a note of when they're on the road. Maybe they're not as tough as of a defense well, as look, they are when they're at home. Look at what happened with San Francisco. They yeah. went on the road and all of a sudden Kirk Cousins has an elite game against a team and and normally we'd be like i'm playing that right i'm not touching that right so yeah so that happened too so right. you want to talk about a lesson maybe it's when a team is at home you don't have to take i think it's my takeaway is just like don't maybe not be overly concerned with the defense in general like a really good defense is fine but you know like uh, definitely on the road they're less good than at home so we have Dallas on the slate and it's kind of an interesting game. And, and, you know, we know Dallas defense is really good and all of that, but, um, you know, can, can, can the Rams offense do anything in that game? And certain teams are good against good defenses and, and other offenses just collapse against the quality defense. So have to keep that in mind as well. It, it's, it's takeaways. This slate sets up almost the same as last week, except with so many more games. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> and I'm looking back at that lineup that came together. Um, you know, it had Dante Foreman in it. It had uh, Kendrick Bourne. It had Kelsey. It was a Kelsey Mahomes stack with Rashi Rice. Uh, it had the it had the Giants defense in it. Um, so every every play or every game was essentially a play that we had talked about or uh, we were on. So outside, I mean, Aaron Jones was in a good spot. It, he could have blew up and it, you know, that would have been a winning Millie maker lineup. Aaron Jones did Aaron Jones things that, that is just his career in a nutshell. Um, yeah. Kind of low volume, disappointing, and then pops off, but 
more on efficiency than than volume. That that's been Aaron Jones for a long time. Listen, it happened. I, I liked Aaron Jones a little bit last week. Um, I loved Deonta Foreman. L- l- last week, what hurt me was I had so much Ford. I, I mm-hmm. we nailed we nailed the we nailed the defense because I was going Bears all day against that backup quarterback for the um for the Raiders, and it wasn't high owned. They put up a monster score. Ford getting hurt early in that game did not do me justice. I mean, yeah. five minutes into the game, he's got 17, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, we're doing it. And and I had so much Foreman and Ford, that combination was going to lead me to glory, uh, at least in my Mahomes or or Lamar lineups, as I did not have Minshew. But, of course, you know, Ford kind of peters out, and uh, what could have been a great day did not fully transpire for me either. It was fine, but um, no takedown. So we're back at it. Yeah. Um, I can see this week being a takedown week. I don't know. Um, somebody from DFS Army is going to take something down. Uh, we usually always do. Um, we already started on, like on Monday with the, uh, with the with the showdown and more takedown. So, and we'll see what happens on the Thursday night one, but fingers crossed. So, it's so crazy how much we take down. We we have we have an interesting slate, so I want to I want to get into this quarterback position, and what I what I see here is what what I'm calling a bit of a of a dichotomy, mm-hmm. right? So at the very top, and I'll, I'll bring up the um I'll bring up the game tiles here, but at the very top we have three elite quarterbacks, all of whom are in a spot where they're heavily or at least somewhat heavily favored, right? And and that makes it interesting. So I'll bring up the game tiles here and and just. Let me let me put this on screen. While you're bringing that up, I couldn't believe how great the fade of uh, Justin Herbert was oh, last yeah. week. But it was by the so way, perfect. And by the way, and that's the other part. Yeah, if you came away from this show, a lot of people, the only real reaction we got was, "Are you sure you want to fade uh, Herbert? What are you crazy? Or you're going to fade um, uh, Keenan Allen here? You're going to go low on Keenan Allen? Yeah, yeah. I actually got maybe three or four lineups of Keenan Allen. And which was way too much. <laughs> uh, How many? You, I got, <laughs> you know, I mean, I I got three or four of him, and then I I x out, I xed out um, Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, I and did then that. Eckler, I got like maybe three or four lineups, and I was happy. I was like, yeah, that's about enough. That part was good. Eckler Eckler hurt me a little bit last week. I definitely liked Eckler. My course didn't really hit at all. I, it's funny. The, a lot of the plays we talked about smashed. But the ones I, I I upped my volume on a little bit just just didn't quite hit. So um, I had a lot of Amari Cooper too. That one that one was rough. That was yeah. a rough one. Yeah, I could I could see how that one would be rough. Um, you know, Deshaun goes out real early. I mean, it was like point negative point eight points. It was wow. It was weird. And I had some Deshaun Watson too on that note and never again. Right. Uh, you know, I'm going to give the guy the benefit of the doubt that he has a legitimate injury though. So I'll give him some benefit. Give him a little Benny's there, a little Benny of the doubt. But, um, I saw a really funny meme where someone was like, I guess Deshaun Watson learned the, that no means no, or I I don't know what, I don't know what it was something (laughs) funny. Uh, one of the, uh, cornerbacks or something. I, we got I, don't, a, I don't know what it was, but yeah, Amari Cooper sucked because of, uh, you know, I, I thought, I thought if, if Deshaun Watson would have played Amari Cooper would have been good. So, sure. but the main thing was a lot of the misses was playing the shitty quarterbacks. And that's a reminder that shitty quarterbacks are shitty quarterbacks for a reason. Like 
one or two of them will pop off each week, but it's it's tough to know which ones. And and this week we have like a lot of them. And again, they're they're priced down for a reason. They they're not good. And and so guys like uh, you know like um, Baker Mayfield or or um, Des Ritter, they they're not good. They're not going to be able to be consistent fantasy producers, but in tournaments, that's what you got to mess with in order to try to 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 win the big one. So there could be one this week that actually pans out okay. Um, he's low enough in salary that uh, he doesn't really have to do much at all. I hope we're on the same guy. I have a pay down option yeah. that I am obsessed. It is my absolute favorite way to build lineups this week. And it is crazy. I'm like, I, I don't even know what I'm doing here, but it's so fun to build these lineups. And it's all I like. I'm, I'm obsessed with it. So we're going to save that for a minute from now. But I, I don't know if you're on the same guy that I am, but there is a pay down option that is just exploding off the page for me this week. Um, oh, I think let, I'm on the same one as you. Yeah, yeah, it might be the same guy. But let's start at the top. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you've got Mahomes. You've got Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. And and I don't know why Tua is in that mix as well, but I guess he's in that in that cr crew. They're all around 8K. Mahomes is not as heavily favored as you would think. None of them are as heavy favorites as I would expect. All of them are kind of around seven point favorites. With um, yeah, Mahomes coming in at a seven point favorite over the Broncos, 26 and three quarter point team total. You've got um Lamar as a nine and a half point favorite against the Cardinals, understandable. Yep. And then um, Hurts as a seven-point favorite over the Commanders. Listen, seven is a competitive game, kind of. Mm -hmm. Yep. So each one of them has their pros and cons. I would say the pros are they're all probably good for. Tw I, I would I, the way I the way I set it up, and you tell me if you think this way. I have Mahomes as the safest of the trio, with Hurts as sort of the perfect mix of upside and and downside and Lamar plenty of upside a little cheaper but probably the lowest for floor of the of the three and I'm really counting Tua in that group because he's kind of a different player oh you're on you're on mute or you're or you pulled your mic out I would say out of those three the highest tournament upside guy is probably Jalen Hurts this week um he's got the he's got a good floor and he's got he's got a really good ceiling um washington you know none of these three defenses that these top three guys in salary are going against they're all really good. good they're terrible yeah. but washington seems to bleed more and more points every week to the to the quarterback position um arizona the same uh with with Lamar and then, they're all um, really bad. Yeah. And then Denver's I, really bad. But my worry about Lamar is he's on the road. Um, maybe that actually forces him to do more uh, where he's going to be throwing and then um, running with his legs because, you know, the projections that I'm seeing for the rush yards, it's pretty high for Baltimore. So that makes me believe that um, Lamar is going to get a lot of rush yards, um, you know, He's probably going to get up like in and around, you know, 50 ish. You're maybe. looking at the sensational um, numbers, right? And yeah. And um, yeah, I'm looking at the same thing. You know, it's just, that's more a reflection of how bad Arizona is against mm -hmm. the run than 
like how great Baltimore's running game is, but yeah, that right. that's definitely a thing right there. Um, if you look at Kansas City, 305 passing yards. What's interesting, I, I looked up um, I looked up Mahomes' history against Denver, and he's never had a four touchdown game, but he's had quite a few 300 yard three touchdown games. 300 yard three touchdowns. That is what gets you to that low 30s number. It's a divisional game too. Yeah, no, they play all the time. Yep. They, they, you so, know, this is a common matchup for these teams. Uh, part of the reason why I think Mahomes has had th that great success against Denver is just Denver's been competitive against them, weirdly competitive against um, the Chiefs, where they suck, but they play like last year. How bad was Denver? But they they were kind of competitive against the Chiefs for a little bit. So it was interesting how yeah. that how that happened. But KC hasn't had the kind of defense that they've had that they have this year. Uh, the defense this year is really stout um at all at all sectors of of the defense yeah. they're really good against the run they're really good against the pass it's really difficult to move the ball on them this year but um as we saw with herbert and crew yeah. didn't look you know I, i'm gonna go back to a a a shark lab theory that that we've sort of been working on let's say or mm -hmm. or it's been evolving so yep. about the home QB and the way QB, I think that with with a player like Mahomes or Lamar, those guys who need who are just so good that sometimes at home, the team is so dominant that they don't need to do as much right. um, and, and don't produce as big of a score where like on the road. So. Like the Eagles, for example, if they're at home in this game. I don't, you know, the commanders might get wiped out really early and just kind of quit and, and not have a lot of fight in them. And right. then the Eagles can kind of sit back and just chill, hand it off or let the game kind of let, let the clock run out, so to speak, Kick a couple field goals. You're fine. Um, yep. But on the road, I actually think these situations with a heavy favorite team on the road might actually be better for QB scoring because it, it elevates the, the chance that the home team is at least putting up a fight keeping it competitive, you know, maybe scoring a couple times, put some pressure on the opposing offense. I don't, I don't, you know, there's, I don't have data to necessarily back this up, but I'm wondering if a heavy favorite or, or medium favorite road stud, you know, has a better chance of hitting than the same situation, but the players at home. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a viable thing. Um, I think they do, you know, they have the, the way crowd behind behind their home defense or their home defense, their home offense. And that's going to push them to actually, you know, do better. Whereas, you know, like Arizona, if they were at Baltimore and it was a 1 PM game with the same spread, same point total, Arizona may, may be out of this game with it by the end of the first half. So, um, likewise with Washington, like you were saying, and, you know, Denver, um, even though I think Denver, you know, the pride aspect of it is probably a little bit more. Um, but, you know, Washington, they have a decent, they can, you know, they can sling it. Sam Howell can sling it. Um, McLaurin, he's, you know, he's becoming a staple for Sam Howell. Yeah. Um, yeah. As is Curtis Samuels. Um, and, you know, Philly isn't the defense that they were last year against the pass. Um, they are very good against the run. So, you know, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson is a complete fade. 
Philly, a bit of a pass funnel defense. Um, yeah. Take a look here. This is interesting. Take a look at these numbers. I, I, again, I got to make sure you can see it. I'm going to control plus this bad boy here. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. Huge. Oh, yeah. I studied this sucker like weekly. I know. This out. is the most important tool for DFS. <laughs> and it's on Sharp App. Available at Sharp App. Go check it out. Um, but let us let me go, go to that team here. Where was I? As I blew it up and now I can't find it. Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles project really well in this game across the board. 150 rushing yards, 277 passing yards, and all of that spells like goodness for yeah, right. uh, Jalen Hurts. So I think Jalen Hurts is locked into like a 20-plus score. It's just can he get you the 35 that you need? And that's really the difference. We saw it last week. One of these cheap quarterbacks is probably going to get like a 22 or a 24. Sure. So, so mean, these expensive guys, yeah, these guys need to hit 35 type numbers in order to put a big enough gap in there to justify what is an elevated salary level that DraftKings is using this season at the quarterback position. So I think that's just something of, of note. It's noteworthy. And, um, you know, just something to keep in mind here as we um, progress through the season. But um, let's jump back over to these quarterbacks and just kind of of this trio. Do you have a favorite all the same for you? I mean, you if it hurts. Yeah, I would say Hurts um, as a tournament off of the other two guys because the other two guys blew up last week. I mean, you could have essentially had either one of them in your lineup and you were doing really good. Same score, too, so yeah. it didn't matter. Yeah. So other than the fact that Lamar was cheaper, but what typically happened with Lamar was you're stacking him with Zay Flowers and Andrews, and depending on who else you used in the lineup, you may not have been able to get to Kelsey, but... Mahomes, you're stacking in with Kelsey. Every um, Mahomes lineup, yeah, like you should have had Kel Kelsey and Mahomes go together. At yeah. This point. Kelsey, Mahomes, and Rasheed Rice was pretty much the trio. And then if you added Josh Palmer, you were like sitting real good. Um, and that's how my lineup went uh, in the Millie. Um, but I do like, uh, I do like Hertz this week a lot. Um, I like pairing him up with AJ Brown. Um, I don't really, I don't mind Devonta Smith, but Smith hasn't been doing it for me. No, he's not. He's having a rough year so far. I, I don't know what's going on with him. I think it'll turn around. Somebody, I'm, I'm getting fantasy football. Like, should I, should I quit on right. Smith? And I'm saying no. I, th I still think it'll turn around. But don't quit. But been pretty bad. Goddard. I mean, this could be an, a nice game for Goddard as well. Uh, he produced last week. Um late game on Sunday, uh, he produced. So, you know, Goddard and Brown are my two guys that I like a lot. Um, Devonta is like fourth option for me in this offense behind, uh, Deandre Swift. Um, not, not a good, not a good, uh, scene for Smith at all. Um, yeah, and I think people, yeah. Lamar, we're just going right back to Zay and Andrews. Oh yeah. I like Zay a lot with it. Um, with Lamar. Um, I would, that's a very good pairing right there. Um, Andrews, absolutely. Everybody else in that offense can be forgotten. Um, and then with Mahomes, obviously it's Kelsey, but you know, I really like Rasheed Rice again this, this week, you know, he could get it done again. Uh, Cortland Sutton could be your bring back. Um, or no bring back. Yeah, you don't need a bring back, but if you want to bring it back, Cortland Sutton is actually the probably the best one. I think I think Rice was um up to five or six targets. Yeah, six targets last week. 
it's funny how everybody get excited for six targets for Mahomes because it's so freaking rare to get more than four for anybody that's not uh, Kelsey. That him popping for six is like, oh, he's the guy now. So um, normally, though, I have to be honest, six targets for a 5K player is not, I'm not excited about it. That is not volume that um, is quite enough to justify that salary most of the time. But again, Mahomes is not an average quarterback. You don't need as many targets no. from him to do well. Um, let, let's let's talk about some of these other guys because it is a big slate, Burns, and there are a oh, lot yeah. of players available on this one. Um, I find the mid zone almost not good in the sense that I, I most of these players are players that have not hit the 30-point mark all year, and you kind of, kind of want to be in that zone, upper 20s, and a 6K guy to, to be relevant. So I'm going to go through a few of these. I have a few just straight no's, and you tell me if you agree or disagree. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't. I'm probably not going to be on Tua very much. I love Tua as a player, but probably not going to be on too much of that. How about you? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be on him like I'll be the on the other three. He's just too close in salary to the other uh, three guys. That just doesn't make sense. Um, I I would rather just have Tyreek as a one off in my lineups. Versus having Tua stacked with him. That's how I that's how I see it as well. You can just play Ty, uh, Tyreek at that point. You can get most mm -hmm. of Tua's upside. Um, Kirk Cousins just a straight no at sixty nine hundred. I'm out. Yeah, um, me too. Stafford at at Dallas, not interested. Yep, me too. Um, Stroud is a little pricey here. I like Stroud a little bit, but um, yeah, I like a little bit of Stroud. I don't hate him with Nico. It's an it's a comfortable, but I, I'm not sure. But the flip side is I, I don't really think it's going to get there. Like I I'm I'm skeptical that 6300 Stroud, who hasn't passed 24 fantasy points this year, is going to you know magically get us a 30 in in what probably isn't the most competitive game. But he's on my list. He's he's playable. Yeah, I had him in my I had him in the Shark Chronicles article, <laughs> um, but I pulled him. Um, That's I just how think, I feel about it. That's I just funny. think Carolina, you know. I just don't feel good about it. Um, him going into Carolina. Uh, I just, I, there's something about that situation. I'm just not feeling for Stroud this week. I, actually, I would be probably better feeling if he was at home versus going into Carolina. Yeah. It, yeah. Rookie. It, it doesn't project all that well. This is what got me all, you know, not super excited about it. It's just like 223 yard projection. It's not exciting. And I, I don't, I don't think this is um, distinct enough. So, so tell me about we're we're in the mid zone here. Um, what about Lawrence at at the Steelers? Yeah, he's, so he's a guy that made my article. Um, there's a lot of things checking off for him. Um, you know, Pittsburgh, they're not very, they're like 19th against the quarterback and average fantasy points against. Yeah, Steelers um, are not good defensively. They're they're no. Um, they they're good at their defense is good at scoring, but they don't project all that well. Uh, the problem is Jacksonville does project for 144 rushing yards here, which means there's a reasonable chance that this is a more ETN focused game. I, I don't think my my outside this is GPP only. Let me let me put it that way. Millie maker mm -hmm. only. I don't think that Lawrence can get you the 30 that you need out of him. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough for him. He hasn't shown it all year, but he did show it at times last year. Um, I, I just don't 
understand the dichotomy between uh, with Ridley. It's it's just an interesting thing that's going on there. He did really well in week one, and he has yet to perform at that same level as he did in week one. It's it's just a very strange dichotomy of what's going on there. Um, whereas Kirk is he's exploding with um, Lawrence, but you know. Ridley has gone back down into the fives and um, for salary on DraftKings. And this could be the week where he actually does something. I don't don't know what he's going to do. I don't mind him as a one-off play. He's priced correctly for for who he is at this point. Um, I'm fine with that, even though he stinks most weeks. This is GPP Millie Maker stuff and a low-owned quality player that can has a 30-pointer in him is always going to be somebody that we need to be thinking about um in our lineups like it yeah it's not going to win most weeks but when it does hit it's going to be good yeah Yeah. lawrence kirk ridley fine but it doesn't excite me this will be a theme for me and so i want to know who excites you and i'll go through mine dak am i excited about playing dak prescott no no but is this the best matchup he will see all year probably still a tough one i mean the Rams are no, still the Rams. That's right. It's the Rams. I was thinking the Chargers. Um, the Rams are good against. No, the Rams are decent uh, defensively. Actually, that doesn't stand out all that much. I I don't know why my eyes were seeing the Chargers there. Yeah, 196 projected passing yards. No good. Yeah, no good. And Dak doesn't score well. By the way, Dak needed to rush for a touchdown last week, which he rarely does, just to put up um what was a, a decent score. A 24, and that's by far his best result of the year. So, eh, is is the yeah. best I have to say about him. It, it, I feel that way about a lot of these guys. Burrow on the road at San Francisco. It's going to be a tough game for them. Yeah, I'll play some Burrow. That is one I'm going to go to. I, I'm going to play some. Did that make the Shark Lab? No. No. Okay. Um, road underdog against the tough defense not a good shark lab play <laughs> like yeah. it's like all, it breaks every rule of the shark lab road against a top five defense yeah, against quarterbacks <laughs> it does not stand yeah maybe if they were at home but uh, yeah. i don't even know if it would make it uh with them at home Meh, probably maybe um my issue is that san francisco is fourth in average average fantasy points against the quarterback um her um burrow just hasn't been getting it done outside of the game in arizona this year um i actually just like jamar chase in this game that's fair um, and, and again rating tells the tale yeah i mean a lot of your rules from the shark lab are built into the rating and and you'll see here none of these are rating out all that great right gino hell no um jordan love not a good spot no, on we were road? on him last week, but I'm I'm it's only because he was playing Denver this week against Minnesota, not so much. Derek Carr just stinks. Yes. Um how about Gardner Minshew though at home? Uh New Orleans. It's a good defense. It well, is. Nothing's perfect here. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't project I don't I don't know what to make of this projection because this is the Colts before Minshew, so whatever. But New Orleans is Decent against the the pass on the season. Yeah, 25 yards below mean expectation. They're not bad. Yeah. I'm uh not gonna go right back to Gardner. I think uh, a lot 
I think there will be more ownership on him than what we're seeing in the domination station right, right now. Where are you going with it? I mean, so, I mean, it's a lot of no's here. Daniel Jones probably doesn't play. Uh, Russell Wilson is a no for me uh, against KC, not interested. Tyrod against the Jets, that's a no. How one? There's one. I know, but wait, I wanted to go through all no, these. Other I, ones I'm saying in the fives, there's one before we get to that guy. Um, you could potentially go to Bryce Young this week. It's Gross. one of he looks the best in the fives. Everybody else is almost unplayable in the five K salary range. What, what about Dez going up against the um the no QB Titans? Um my only issue with them is, is that yeah, they're okay, I guess. Their their projection was really bad um from passing yards. I I don't think it was that good. I think it was like two hundred yards, maybe two twenty. Yeah, two twenty. It, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. Look at what the Titans are projecting, and that's with their starting QB in the game. This is gonna be an interesting game yeah, Tannehill, um, Tannehill's out it's will levis do we have any interest in will levis uh i don't know yeah me neither i don't think he's good but but you know what i hadn't considered it because i thought it was going to be malik willis who i know is terrible mm -hmm. yeah i'll get a couple shares of will levis going I'll yeah i don't I'm, i won't play him um only because i just don't think he has it I watched I him in college. He is a now we would love to put the defense against him. <laughs> oh, oh, core. <laughs> Don't is, even get me started on core in, defense. In uh, college, oh. he was a interception machine for the University of Kentucky. We're talking about almost as many interceptions as touchdowns. He has a weird college history where you see his stat lines and you're like, that guy made the NFL. 22 and 12, like his college seasons would be like 21 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Numbers that were not in the realm of people who make it to the NFL. And, and you're like, wow, really? What, what are they seeing him? I don't know. I don't even understand why there was such a aura around this guy when he was in the draft. Um like Mel Kiper and all the guys were talking him up. Oh, he's going to be the number two off the board after Bryce Young. And I, I'm like, what? You got CJ Stroud, who threw very minimal amount of uh, so, interceptions in, at Ohio State. <laughs> and you're talking about him below Will Levis? CJ Stroud went 44 yeah. touchdowns, six interceptions versus Will Levis. 22 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. And I don't have the numbers. I just remember this from scouting these guys and being like, huh, that's weird. But I don't want to focus too in on that because we're talking NFL week eight. Like and subscribe. Hit the notify um, here if you enjoy the content. But yeah, so let's get to my, my favorite guy on the slate and I think it might be yours as well. Yeah. If I'm paying down, the guy I'm most excited to pay down for is Samwise the Scared uh darnold yes starting for yeah, the 49ers where i was going um I, I like brock purdy in this one uh the numbers showcase really well for brock purdy to have a good game in this game um and i could see darnold he's done it in the past 
where he's actually paid off his value for his salary multiple times in the past. He did it with the Jets. He did it with Carolina. I I can see him doing it again here against Cincinnati at home. So he doesn't have to go on the road to do it. It's it's a very favorable situation for him on paper and metrics wise. Whether or not he does it in real life is a different story. But the 4.3K on DraftKings is so nice. I don't know what he is on FanDuel. I haven't looked. But on DraftKings, 4.3K, you can't beat it. He's the lowest salaried quarterback on the entire slate, potentially, other than maybe Will Levis. He's uh, Will and him are the same price. So okay. uh, uh, Will is 4,400. That's why I was like, hey, maybe Will. But um, I'd, I'd put all my Will Levis shares right into Sam Darnold. Uh, yeah, I, I love Sam Darnold in the spot. A couple reasons. Number one, Sam Darnold focuses in on one, one of his things is he just focuses on the, the his first read. So mm-hmm. you kind of know where he's going with the football. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is, is a bit overpriced this week, but who cares? Like you get the quarterback for under, and yep. if you need to pair him up with Ayuk, fine. George Kittle, you know, um, as That's well. That's where I was going to go. Yeah, easily. Kittle seems like even the better pairing. He's 5K. He's 4,300. And the nice thing is your lineups look really different from everybody else. So one of the things I, I like to think about as I'm constructing line, and by the way, Bryce Young fits that bill too if you needed to use him. It's not that different, right? It's kind of the same shit. Yeah, I like Bryce Young a little bit this week. I'm not going overboard. I'm not... T- t- what no about way. Kenny Pickett? Uh... I, he's I always know. bad. I never have played this guy. I, I won't play this guy. <laughs> Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Hands are too small and, and just won't accept it. Too small. Hands too small. He just, I guess, you know, Jacksonville going in there. Um, I could see it. But, I mean, even looking at what he's done this year, he still has yet to crack 19 DraftKings points. Yeah, I don't need that. You need the upside. You need the upside. I think, see, with, with Darnold, what's crazy is, if you go all the way down to 4K, and it feels like not that different from 5,500, but mm-hmm. the reality is it is very different because at 4,300, I need a 16, which is effectively a shitty day for my quarterback to get a 16. That is an average day. Almost any quarterback, you plug in um, Josh Dubs or or um, you know even even Tyson Badgett, and they're kind of putting up a 16, right? Yeah. Like any, that's what every quarterback usually does. But for for Darnold at that price, if he gets you the 16A and he's on one of the best teams in the NFL, if he gets you the 16, you got a 4X going. You got a flame emoji on your guy. Like you're seeing the fire on your DraftKings account, right? It's got the flame. That's what a 16 will get you. If you're up over 20, all of a sudden, wow, whoa, I'm at 5X. And if you hit 25, you're probably winning the tournament this week. Yeah, my the way I'm starting my lineups with him is I'm just I'm just going real easy. Uh, it is him, it's McCaffrey, and it's Kittle, and I will mix and match Kittle and Ayuk, and he I allows will keep you McCaffrey afford, right there. He allows you to, and I don't even think you absolutely must play McCaffrey with him, but he allows you to afford McCaffrey. You can't have a McCaffrey lineup when you play one of the expensive guys, so that opens that up. But there's also a really fun path to take it when you don't use McCaffrey. And now you can stud up at wide receiver and some other spots that you're not able to normally. So yeah. he opens up a lot of possibilities. Any other quarterbacks that we haven't talked about that are on your radar? Cause right now it's for me, we've got Darnold at the low end. Mm-hmm. Um, not much going on in the mid zone for at all. 
Uh, maybe a sniff of interest in Gardner Minshew for me. Um, not too much. Then, yeah. uh, you know, maybe Sam Howell. My Mine's going to be quite easy. I'll just run it down for everyone again. It's going to be the three guys up top. It's going to be Hertz, Mahomes, Lamar. When I get into the 6K range, it's going to be Lawrence. Um, with the potential of, of maybe a lineup or two with Stroud. Um, and then when I get in that 5K range, the only guy I'm actually really interested in is Bryce Young this week. And then only because he's at home. And then um, the other guy is Sam Darnold. And that's my that's my pool. I like it. It's a it's a it's a big week in terms of a lot of games, but really kind of can narrow down the player pool a bit um, and just, you know, go high, low, a little high, low, like a yeah. uh, little high, low Texas Hold'em action. <laughs> I love play Texas Hold'em. Play the bottoms. Not too much in, in between high, low. Um, all right. So let's move on. Let's talk running back here. Um, and again, I'm going to give you some eliminations for me and, and you tell me if you're on board with this or not. But I am actually going to be unfriending um, Saquon Barkley. I'm not going to do it. I'm probably out on Raheem Mostert at 7,700. A little too pricey for me. I don't think that McCaffrey is justifiable at 9,200 outside of maybe a Darnold lineup where I'll do that. But I just know I can't afford this guy in almost any other version of a lineup that I'm going to build. But I think he's also good for 25. I don't think he's a bad play. Like My issue with Barkley is he hasn't crushed he hasn't crossed the 30 point barrier like in, in like four years and he's playing the jets and eight, 24, 32 for four X. I, I just, this doesn't, the, the salary doesn't jive. Mostert got like 14 touches last week. I can't pay eight K for a 14 touch guy. It was, it was fun when he was six K. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now it's gotten ridiculous. And now he needs to have that insane game just to hold pace, which I, which I don't like Derek Henry. Hell no out on that. <laughs> yep, me Hell too. To the no. Atlanta's really good against the running backs. So be I careful, people. To tell me what to do with um hold on. Hell no, fuck with your shit. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. Atlanta is a really good defense against the run. Be careful, people, with that one. No, just don't play it. There's no be careful. Stay yep. out. What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? Is he gonna fuck us? He's gonna fuck us? How's he gonna fuck us? He's gonna put up a 35? He's going to get you a 9.4 or a yeah, 10. that's what he's going to, how many touchdowns he's going to get the third touchdown that he needs. No, mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'm, I'm happy to fade that. So here's where I'm, I'm, I'm starting to be interested in some names. Tony Pollard. I feel like it's due for some touchdowns. He's been good. The usage is spectacular. This guy got like 90% of the, uh, of the snap count last week. He is just on the field all the time on a team that likes to run the football and produces to the running back. I don't know what's going on with Pollard this year. He's just like variance, not scoring touchdowns. It's got to, it's got to break at some point. It will break. I don't know if it's going to be in this game, but it will eventually break. Um, I, there's something about this game that I'm not really favoring him um, as much as a couple other spots for running backs. But I see the play. I understand it. Yeah, I will have him. Um, it's just how much of him is another. I, I he won't be one of my highest guys. I, I think for me, uh, he will be on the high end of my exposure. 
um, which I'm, I'm cool. But actually, I'm seeing here, this is the first time I'm looking at ownerships. I haven't even looked yet. And it does look like he will be very highly owned. Looks like he will be the chalk. Mm -hmm. Whoops. But yeah, so I guess this he's, field likes him too. He's been um, chalk before and he's exploded. Yeah, I, I don't I don't worry that much about RB. We in the offseason, we, we went through this. Yep. And running back chalk is perfectly acceptable chalk. Yep. It's wide receiver chalk and is, is probably where you want to be cautious. Running back chalk is fine to eat um, generally. Camara, uh, love Camara. Yeah, I like Camara a lot this week too. ETN has a great matchup. He does. <clears throat> um, but I, I don't really like his salary. His salary floor, is kind of. Let me pull him up. The floor is scary low for for ETN. That's that's uh, he's been around this price, but he 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 doesn't catch a lot of passes. So what's the yeah. issue with ETN is you know three receptions. So if he's you, not scoring a touchdown, he's not getting there. A two you exclude really. the outlier of when they were in London against Buffalo. You exclude that outlier. Of thirty nine point four points, he really hasn't paid off his salary this year. Yeah, it, well, and that that's his that's his thing. He's he 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 gets a ton of work, but it's not enough passing game work, and that's the issue. He just yep. not needs three receptions. He's not getting you the six or seven points from you know, or eight points for receptions, forty yards to add to whatever else he's doing, and so you end up with like a twenty one instead of a twenty nine, and it's just not enough. Um, so I, I like ETN, but he's not going to be somebody I build around. Um, Kenny Walker is kind of the same as ETN, to be honest. And I don't like him in this matchup at all. I'm with you on that one. So I'm out on that. Aaron Jones, I, it might be dead to me. Yeah, I mean, what he did to me last week in that lineup. <laughs> yeah, he might be dead to me. Oh, man, I, I'm so pissed on that one. but Dead to me. But I do like um, DeAndre Swift. Yep. Um, I love Isaiah Pacheco. Yep. Couldn't, I'm with you. Yeah, hundred. He's got the rating. Hundred hundred point rating doesn't get better. Um, my favorite, probably on the slate, and again, of course, it's chalk because that's how he goes, unfortunately. But Brees Hall, Jets. Yeah, I've been weighing him back and forth. Um, I think he's going to be a lot really chalk. Um, I do like him. Um, he will be in a lot of my lineups uh, naturally. I'm not going to limit him in any way. So he'll naturally get into a lot of my lineup simply because he's one of the highest uh, fantasy points per dollar guy on the slate. So I'm just going to let it free flow. He will. He You'll get a ton of him. Um, but I love Brees Hall in this spot. Uh, you know, the Jets, when they're favored, the Jets remind, you know, think about the Titans a couple of years ago with, with Derrick Henry. When they're favored, you want that running back in your lineup. Brees Hall has no more restrictions. He catches passes. He he is a an electric runner. He looks like he has the pep in his step, and it's taken on a Giants defense that is good. It's fine. I mean, it's not the worst. I don't know. It's not a scary defense, but it's not a horrible. Yeah, let's beat up on these guys' defense. But the Jets are projecting for 137 yards on the ground. Most of those should go 
to Brees Hall. So, and, and he'll catch some passes too. He's just well-rounded and just massively underpriced in my opinion for, um, for his role being a lead back on a favored team that produces to the running back position. So I like Brees Hall there. Um, what do you, how do you feel about Bijan? Oh, he's getting in the range where we can actually now play him and yeah. he could pay off his salary. That's right. Um, and coming off the disappointment, a lot of people aren't going to want to play him. They dropped his salary a thousand. I'm just not sure with Tennessee. Um, they are a D they are good against the run. Um, let me see what they're looking like. They're, they're very good against the run, but Bijan catches passes. He does. I just don't know what he's going to, with Tyler Algier, how that's going to look as well. That's, that's my only issue with yeah. Bijan. That's the problem with Bijan. Um, Algier is in there, uh, you know, vulturing, not really vulturing, getting a half share really, but, uh, more, but I don't think Matt, I, I'm, I think Bijan is a really exciting tournament play. After last week's debacle, I don't think a lot of people are going to want to play him. I love that the salary came down to now the correct level uh, based on his production. But when he was playing games all the way through, you know, putting up a 20, it's it felt bad because he was priced at 7,600. And you're like, ah, he got a 20. Eh. But now at 6K, a 20 gets you a red emoji. And if it goes to 24, you're, you're at 4X. So while I don't think he's like, oh my gosh, if I don't play him, I'm not going to win this week. I don't think he has the 35 point upside that I do think Brees Hall has. Um, I think this is a good zone to hang out in this week between Swift, Pacheco, Hall, mm -hmm. and then uh, interesting tournament pivots with Robinson and even Jonathan Taylor to a certain extent. Um, slight interest there, although I don't expect him to like be a 90% guy or even more than 55% of this work this week anyway, but they do so much with the running back that it could work out for Taylor either way. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, new Orleans, they're pretty good, but I could see Taylor definitely getting loose in the secondary a couple of times. Millie maker play. Yeah. You know, if I'm, if I'm pun punching the buttons for my, my cash lineup or for my something handcrafted, I'm probably defaulting to Hall, Swift, yep. Pacheco, and maybe one or two others that we might discover a little uh, lower. So outside of that zone, is there anybody else that's uh, popping for you? Yeah, there's uh, one or two more guys here. Um, Damian Pierce up against Carolina. Carolina's a, a leaky faucet against running backs. Um, this could be the this could be the way that they actually uh, keep up. Uh, with Carolina or whole Carolina. Um, it's kind of why I'm not as high on Stroud this week as I would be if they were at home. I think they would just air it out at home. Whereas on the road, I think they try to keep it, you know, use Damian Pierce more. Uh, and then the other guy um, with Jerome Ford being doubtful in this game, I really see Kareem Hunt taking over the the duties in a way with uh, Cleveland here. Uh, you got Pierre Strong in the backfield there as well. That could be vulturing. Um, that's a concern, but uh, Kareem Hunt could potentially do it through the air on swing passes, um, short out passes here. Uh, but I don't like the quarterback situation. So um, 
I don't really know if I'm going to be heavy on Kareem Hunt or not. It's something that I'm weighing right I started now. off. I started off the week excited about Hunt. Oh, Hunt, full workload, Hunt, Hunt. And then I remembered how many times in the yep. past that exact situation has come up. And he sucked. Every single time that it's happened, it's been a disappointment. And that is one of the most consistent things I can think of. Like, it's always... And to make matters worse, Burns. Yeah. I don't think Kareem Hunt is in the kind of game shape where they could lean heavy on him even if they wanted to. I think he, yeah. uh, Pierre Strong is going to get all of the Ford touches and it's going to be a 50-50 split. And playing Kareem Hunt could work out because he could pop off, but you're probably not getting a better version of Kareem Hunt than you would get right. any other week where I'm not really super excited to play him. So... My first lineup of the week, I was like, yeah, Hunt, know that, you know, because the first thing you're doing on Tuesday is absorbing who's hurt. Like Monday night, you're like, oh, this guy's hurt. That guy's going to be in. Let's play that. But as I allowed it to sink in and my memories started to pop up of every other time this happened with Hunt. But more importantly, for me, it was. I don't know that Hunt is right. Like Hunt wasn't even on a team up until week two. It's not like he went through training camp. He just like came off the shelf and was going to play some snaps for the Browns. I don't know that that means he's in game shape. That's why he's got this Q tag floating around. Like, hey, you didn't practice. You didn't have a, you didn't, you didn't go to camp this year and you're not in the kind of shit. So I, I'm worried about, I don't think it's a safe play is where I'm going. I don't think it's safe. It could work yeah. out, but I'll, I think I'm just as soon just going to pay for Brees Hall and be like, I got yeah. Brees Hall. As a matter of fact, I almost think that a better play than him that will see more touches and has fresher legs and all of these things and has a, you know, not, not a much better chance of winning his game, but at least, you know, sort of a real quarterback at the helm is might be Javante Williams. Yeah. Um, Same price. Yeah, it would be. Or, or you said Pierce before. Yeah. Pierce, Javante. I'm, you know, that, that KC defense is nothing to be trifled with. Yeah. Um, it's not I'm, a great spot, but I mean, like I said, Korean yeah. contest. I like in that, you know, 5,200 range, it's it's Pierce for me. I'm just um, a little concerned with Pierce. Oh, I, of course, I closed the matchups tool. But I'm a little concerned with Pierce giving up some touches to um, Singletary. So let me see what Singletary did. I don't know if it's that big of a i don't know it, it was it, i mean last week it was significant yeah and for no great reason like why i don't know so that that's my one concern is are they sh are they starting to be like pierce sucks let's play more singletary singletary got 12 carries two targets um pierce last week so, so i don't know that this means anything pierce got 13 carries and no target like Devin Singletary got more work than Pierce. So I'm just warning you on what that. What was the game? What was the game? Yeah. New Orleans. That was uh, Saints. And I, I don't know why it was not a blowout. There was no there was no reason that made any kind of sense to me why that would happen. Um, The one last spot, I guess Miles Sanders no longer has a Q tag. So it looks like he'll be back. I was interested in Chuba if Sanders was going to be out. But with Sanders in, I'm not interested in Sanders or Chuba. I don't want to right there with you. I was waiting to see who was going to be the if uh Miles Sanders was coming back in this one or not. Um, if he would have been out, it would have been you know great spot for Chuba Hubbard. Um, yep. but
but now now it's no bueno. Yep, exactly. And, and the only other name that's kind of Pierre Strong. Yeah, that's like not unexciting, and yeah. and um, Dur- another one I'm I'm not going to go there, but Darrell Henderson Jr. is sort of the the starter right now for the Rams. Uh, you know that last week's mystery was settled. They went with Henderson Jr. Forget the rookie. Forget uh, dusty ass um uh Freeman. Yep. It's Darrell Henderson Jr., who apparently was on their practice squad hiding there the whole time. Who knew? <laughs> Who's dusty in in of a, himself? He's not so. that dusty. He's young though. He's a young player. I don't know why yeah. they cut him. Rams do weird shit. Like they just randomly cut you. Like they cut Cam Akers for no reason. And now they don't have a running back. And they're like, oh shit. Maybe we should have traded him for a seventh. You know, for for flipping a seventh for a six, like they just gave Cam makers away for no reason. They, I think they hate the guy. And they probably like, do. I mean, didn't they have issues with him? No, or something I, in the I past. I don't remember any issues. I, I was just like, it's random. Um, all right. So at at running back, I think we're sort of settled in on that group. Uh, it's going to be the a lot of the six K guys. Who is your favorite uh, on the week, Burns? Uh, salary range. Um, I would say at the high level, uh, my favorite guy was probably going to be, um, it's going to either be Kamara or McCaffrey. Um, I know those are way different salary yeah, ranges, different in price. but, um, like those two guys at that range in the six K I'm going to be on Pacheco a lot this week. Um, I love the matchup for him. Uh, Brees Hall in the five K range. And then if I need to get really low in my 5K range, it's going to be, you know, Pierce and potentially, a, yeah. you know, a couple others in there. I'll give the heads up that if you're watching the Players Club on Saturday and, and not much has changed and we're building lineups together, if you're DFS Army VIP, make sure that you always watch the Players Club. That is the key. We bring it all together to our live stream, build lineups, do the whole thing, go through the whole slate, figure out our latest breaking stuff. But um, I think most of the lineups, I'm just going to start with Hall. I'm going to then mm-hmm. click on either... Pacheco or Swift or or Kamara and or or Pollard like it's going to be something like that but it's going to be that group of four or five that I'm going to be going to as my core group all week they're just all good they're in good spots and I love that group um all right let's check the time uh give me a couple of one-off st- so without going through the whole wide receiver position we'll save that for um tournament tactics but um give me a couple of high-end wide receivers that I can take as a one-off. So forget about stacks for a minute. Um, in the top group, who are you, uh, do you have anybody who pops for you as a as a standalone, hey, I just want to play this guy. I don't even need his QB. Yeah, I mean, we talked about him a little bit uh, earlier. It's uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, I don't even need Tua. Um, then I would say Jamar Chase is the other one. I don't need Burrow in this one, but I really like Jamar Chase. And then... Um, you know, Cooper Cup is always just a dynamic player. Um, you really honestly don't need Stafford with him. Um, yeah, but no. you know, those three guys are dynamite. And but I, I might even be liking AJ Brown better than all of them this week if I'm going to be landing on Hertz a lot this week. So yeah, might as well just stack Hertz with AJ Brown. He's been so great. Uh, I'm going to tell you. Um, one guy not to use. Yeah. If you're going to play Brandon Ayuk, mm-hmm. it must be combined with Darnold. 
Yeah, agreed. If, if you have an expensive wide receiver tied to a very, very, very inexpensive quarterback, there is no logic that says I should play this guy without the quarterback. If Brandon Ayuk is putting up a number that is good enough to win the tournament this week, he will drag Samwise with him, kicking and screaming across that finish line. So if you're going to play Ayuk, if you're going to play George Kittle, just play him with Sam Darnold. Don't need to just tie them in. If you're using the optimizer, make that rule. And I think you'll be happy if you do that. Um, yeah, I like your call on AJ Brown up top. I think CD Lamb is a guy that is priced too high for the number of targets he gets most weeks. So I'm just having a difficult time wanting to use him in lineups. And then um, it's funny, you get out of the stud zone here. There's a lot of interesting mid-level players that that are kind of popping in. And I like them all. You know, Adam Thielen, <laughs> the dude is getting 12 to 14 targets. He's like Cooper Cup in, reincarnated. Yeah, he's like their whole entire offense. Yeah, it's crazy. I have not been on board the bandwagon. I was on board the bandwagon the first couple of weeks. Then I jumped off thinking, hey, I wrote it to 5K. No need to keep going with this. And then it just keeps going. And I'm like, yeah. man, I sold the stock way too soon. I basically sold, you know, Tesla when it went from 50 to 90. And I missed the move from 90 to 400 uh, with Thielen this year. You know, why Tesla? I don't know. That's why I just said it. Thought of a crazy high-flying stock. Tesla. Um, that's what it was. I got off too soon with, with Thielen. Um, I like him. I, I don't know. I'm having a hard time getting back on. I feel like it's very expensive for somebody catching passes from Bryce Young. Yeah. I agree. He's getting up there. 6.6K is a lot. A couple names I do like in this zone, and, and you tell me who the Shark Lab is on, but um, Michael Pittman, yes, okay. I'm fine with that. Good matchup. No, I mean, not great, but fine. Chris Olave, like even more, 12 targets. Eventually, Derek Carr is going to open his eyes and see this kid running wide open on every fucking play, or maybe they'll just give it to Taysom Hill and let him throw it to Olave. Yeah. Oh, it would be nice. I mean, a lot of and he's, your... like, he's like, throw it to me. And and Derek Carr's just looking at like, you know, Josh Jacobs. Let me check it down. It's yep. horrible to watch. Um, Garrett Wilson is has the vaunted 38% target share. Yeah, that's sweet. That's what you want out of any wide receiver. I don't care that Zach Milson is the quarterback. You throw to him, he's got a 38. Every throw is to Garrett Wilson. It's what you want. Yeah, and, and the Giants don't have anybody that can cover him. Uh, Christian Kirk. You know, for a 13-game slate, it dries up. Like, it is just it's just a few names. You know, Wilson, and then, and then we're down here in the 5K zone with Christian Kirk. Maybe some Addison. Um, Zay, Zay Flowers. Or, yeah, Zay is with Lamar. George Pickens, I don't mind as a one-off. Yeah, I nope. like George Pickens this week too. Yeah. I love Nico. Always love Nico Collins. Why not get right back on that bandwagon? Everybody forgot about Nico. Yeah, because they had a bye week. week. Yeah. Everybody forgot about him. Terry McLaurin, I don't mind in a plus um wide receiver matchup, although he could he could shit but shit himself, but you can't run on the Eagles, so they're gonna have to throw or they're gonna just lose, you know, twenty seven to nothing. That could happen. I like McLaurin at that price. Christian Watson. I mean, where are you going here? Am I missing anything? 
No, Christian you're not okay. missing anything. Watson, okay, Drake London, not crazy about it, but fine. No, those are all guys that I'm on. Uh, guy that I'll be going to lower in the salary range a little bit that would than where you're at right now is in that high 4K range. Uh, I'm going right back to Kendrick Bourne again. Uh, the guy has done it three um, multiple weeks in a row now. Um, and I'm going right back to it. He is the target. He's a target hound. Like, whoever's quarterbacking, it could be Bailey Zappi or it's Mac Jones. They're and going they're right to him. This week? I don't know, but they're going to him. And they're just throwing to him. And he's like the only guy that's getting, seems like getting targets and getting receptions in that offense. Parker is dust. Juju is always hurt. And um, all that's left after that is um, Demario Douglas yep. or something like that, who's fine and on the upswing. But Kendrick Board's been sneakily low-key doing it for a while. But I don't know. I have a hard time thinking Mac Jones. Like as that price has come up on Bourne from like 3,800. Again, it's he's no feeling. Let's <laughs> He's no feeling, but he's had big games in the past. It's not new. Kendrick Bourne has had big games for the past few years. So it's random. They come, they rarely come in a row, which is what's interesting or concerning. Um, moving on down the list here, you know, Curtis Samuel, we mentioned him before. Mm -hmm. Yep. He's just having a good year. He gets about eight targets every week. That's, that's a perfectly acceptable number for this salary level. Um, maybe some Rashid Shahid. Uh, if, if it's not Olave, Shahid sometimes pops for a big play. I don't know. Anyone Gosh. else? Anyone else float your boat? No, I, I'm pretty much good with what we've gone over so far. Yeah, I'm, trying I'm to sure think. between now and tomorrow, another guy or two will come up. But let me do the old sort by fantasy points per dollar and see if anybody is shooting to the top. Zay Flowers at the top. Oh, we didn't mention George Pickens, but I, I like George Pickens as well. I think even with Deontay Johnson back, Pickens has proven himself to be really good. Um, yeah, no, no cheapie is popping. You, it's Kendrick Bourne. He's still he, you can get a lot of lineups with him. A lot of lineups with Josh Downs this week if you don't make many adjustments. Yeah, I think um, I think Bourne is he's probably going to make single entries for me this week. Interesting. So, yep. Nah, I might have to throw him in my um and Miami, you know, Miami defense is good. Might have to throw him in my um in my season long teams. He's he's a bench player for me. Um, all right, let's skip tight end. Let's just go to defenses. We don't have a lot of time left here. Um, I, I sorted by fantasy points per dollar, and it knows the right defense to play this week, right off the bat. Um, Falcons to me stand out as the the absolute best play on the slate. Yeah, um, they're a really good defense uh, this week, um, especially with the fact that Will Levis is now the quarterback. Um, a couple other defenses. One of the, one of the higher rating ones for me is Philly. Uh, yeah, I got to pay. Yeah, I got that kind of cash. <laughs> uh, from a metric standpoint, uh, Philly Philly is looking really good. Um, Another one that I like a lot this week. Let's see. Let me get to it. Um, I'm probably going to go right to Minnesota again. Um, I, I just like them at 2.5K. Uh, they're going to make quite a bit of lineups for me. Um, 
see another one here. Seahawks, I'm assuming, um, taking on PJ Walker at home. Mm, I don't know. Um, I'm not. I'm not looking at that. The matchup, the metrics that I'm coming up with aren't looking at them too favorably. What about this crazy one? Bengals up against Sam Darnold. No one's thinking about it. 49ers, yeah, I mean, not a team that you expect to turn the ball over, hmm. but it's Sam Darnold. Yeah. Sam Darnold can play a good game, but he can also be horrible. Very true. Um, yeah, they're actually, metrics-wise, they're better um, from a metric standpoint than Seattle. Interesting. Um, one that's popping really high right now for me is Houston's defense. All right. Uh, Houston at the Panthers. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. 3.3K. Let's see. Do I have any others that are in that lower salary range that are popping? Like the ones that are really, really popping for me right now are the guys or the defenses that are like 4K. Yeah. They're extremely popping. (laughs) 4K for a reason, right? (laughs) So Yeah, they're popping high. Yeah, who wants to pay that? What about the Jets? They're one of them. Yeah, that's the 4K one. Um, Panthers, no Ravens, too expensive. Saints, expensive. 49ers, very expensive. So, yeah, I, I think, I, I think to me, you last week I, I had Chicago in almost every lineup, mm-hmm. every handcrafted lineup had Chicago. They put up 17. And my yep. reasoning was they're playing some crappy backup QB. That sucks. And they're cheaper than these other teams. And any one of them could pop off. So YOLO, why not use the cheap one? I feel the same way about Atlanta. At at, at 2,900, I got a sub 3K going up against who? Right? A rookie who you told me yourself, even when he was in college, was throwing one interception for every two touchdowns, which is horrible in college. Understand yep. that is horrible. Like, like you said, CJ Stroud, 44 and six, like 48 and nine were CJ Stroud's last two years. Like he, he was putting up four or five touchdowns per interception. And Will Levis is, was a turnover machine in college. I don't know that that means he'll be that here, but he also didn't win the backup job. I think it was Malik Willis for a minute. Maybe he's taken over. Maybe they're like, oh, Malik Willis is so bad. We got to put Will Levis in here. But some of that just could be because they're all horrible. It's not like Tyson Badgett, who beat out a veteran and then was starting for Chicago last week. And we're all kind of like, well, how do you get ahead of Nathaniel Peterman? What if he's good? Like, and he was kind of good. You you know what I mean? Like he beat somebody up. Will Levis is like, oh, shit, we got fucking Malik Willis here. Uh, We can't start him. Who's who's who else is here? They're like, Will Levis. They're like, wait, the kid with the with the 14 interceptions in college. That one. The raw kid who needed three or four years of seasoning. And they got draft capital. They got draft capital in him too. So, yeah, the same as Willis. I think uh, Willis might have been a third rounder, and I think Levis is a second rounder. Yep. Pretty much. I I, Atlanta. I just never understood that whole whole dynamic with uh, Malik Willis. Came out of a real small school, Liberty. 
he he could run. Yeah, the same thing that gets you with all other things in the in the in the draft gets them there, which was athleticism. He yeah. has great athleticism. We can we can there's a Kincaid touchdown. We can turn him into something good, right? That's the whole idea. We could turn him into something good, or we're going to turn him into something good. That usually doesn't happen with quarterbacks. Let's be real. If you're not good coming out of college, learning how to play the position in the NFL, it's it's not it's not something that I think is going to be easy to do, um, because it's a mind it's a mind game. You got to be able to read defenses. All the athleticism we're seeing we're seeing it with Fields. We'll mm-hmm. see if Fields can ever really get to that point where he can get beyond just running in in, in his first read. But um, just play just play the Falcons. I don't know why we're getting in a tangent here. Just play the Falcons. Play defenses yeah. against bad quarterbacks, and that that gives you a good chance. And if it doesn't, what are you going to do? It's hard to predict defenses anyway, but that'll get us the the best shot. I don't know. I gosh, I go back to each week. Um, last week I w- I had three. There was three of them. That were high scoring defenses had them in the article. Nailed it. What were the three last week? Ravens, Giants, and Bears. Yeah, I think Bears. Ravens was expensive. Can't remember which one. Remember. No, Ravens were only 2,500. Ooh, okay. They were the cheap last week. They played the, um, they played Detroit. That's right. Oh, that was another really good one. Yeah. 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 Defenses last week. Where was your Gardner Minshew play? Um, you know, I had to rethink it, I guess, because Cleveland was on the road as a defense. That's one where I'm going to have to be like Cleveland on the road as a defense, you know, when you have Gardner Minshew that can slice and dice you. Maybe we need to load up on Geno this week. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> no, don't do that. Um, definitely not. So, all right, Burns, let's wrap it up. Um, remember, if you want the book, Winning the Million Dollar Game Secrets of the DraftKings Million Maker, the link is in the description below. Burns's uh, incredible book, uh, with all kinds of math strategies on how to take down the Million Maker and different combinations, all that good stuff. A lot of what comes out in the Shark Lab article. If you want to check out the Shark Lab article every single week where he puts those, um, metrics from the book into action in the article lots of numbers lots of good stuff in there check that out at dfsarmy.com um and if you're not signed up at dfs army it is a great time to get signed up as we're running our nba promotion code nba23 knocks off 23 percent uh of your monthly dues for new users only so check that out and we will see you next time good luck everybody